1: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Champ Paul, some 41, 30 seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. AI might be
2: the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure or OCI. That's oracle.com slash strategic oracle.com
0: slash strategic. Trinity school of natural health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education that empowers communities. Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule. You'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at TrinitySchool.org. That's TrinitySchool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25
1: tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk bentley Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bop Kids, Megan trainer Bissell fluma Sarah McLaughlin.
3: Joining me on my show, uh, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Um, I was—I've been traveling this week. I was in Austin, Texas this week. I was speaking to a group of uh, college students down there, about there, but that, it was a business and um, entertainment class. And I'm, I'm looking at these students, thinking about when I was in college, and uh, and I thought about, and it gave me a chance to reflect that the person I am today really is the person I was when I was 18 years old. I was a person who, um, I was a promoter. I was a person who somehow convinced people to come to events that I envision as, as a form of entertainment. I convinced them through my marketing and branding to uh, give me money for parties. And back in the day, you know, you went you out those apartment clubhouses and how are you a little DJ. I was the DJ. I was the guy at the door. I was doing all those things. But it all started when I was 18 years old. It was and I always tell people that your life gives you a lot of different lanes, lanes of being able to um to figure out who you want to be. And as you go through these pathways, if you listen to somebody's version of who they think you are, that may be the wrong direction for you the wrong lane that eventually may frustrate you i know that as you go through life the years of 18 to 24 i have i pinned out those years those are years where you are you, you you feel you can do anything generally those are the years before you've settled down and may may or may not gotten married and you know you might be, <coughs> excuse me, you may be um have recently graduated from college. So you're still trying to find your voice. But as you go through life, 30, you start getting nervous. 35, you start getting nervous about if you're not in a relationship, if you're not married, if you're not doing the job. And 40, you start doubting that that you've done anything positive in your life, if you feel you have not accomplished or not living the life that you want to live. Remember, you're only living the life that you want to live. If you're living the life that you want to live for somebody else, everything you're doing is to please somebody else, you're failing in your pathway to success. You can only be successful in life if you're living the life that you want to live. I always tell people, you come into this world by yourself, you will lead by yourself. So you should live the dream and play the cards that are most beneficial to you and make you happy. That's not a selfish statement. That's a statement of reality. Put 100% into what you feel will make you happy. Put 100% in what you feel will enable you to be successful. Put 100% into what you feel is your dream, not somebody else's version of what they think you should be. That's what money making conversation masterclass is all about. Because I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring you to accomplish your goals and live your very best life. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about their purpose or gifts. If you have a gift, leave with your gifts and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams we were discussing always every episode how to overcome the odds in life because especially people of color we're always de- dealt a, a different hand because pe- uh, the color of our skin my guests on the show today represent people who are making a difference in the entertainment business you can call it Hollywood you can call it music you the know, you the know, Grammy's last yesterday this past week when it aired was a tremendous hit tribute to hip-hop i always called it i felt it was like grammys showcase black excellence in the music industry my show is featuring black girl magic if you want to call and talk to me today or my guest the number is 404-880-9255 404-880-9255 my first guest is melanie charles a refreshing inventive and gifted multi multi instrumentalist and jazz singer. Melanie's improvisational style, inflection, and spontaneity of talents displayed in her celebrated album, Y'all Don't Really Care About Black Women, (laughs) love that title, has been hailed a sheer masterpiece. In 2022, Ebony Magazine listed her album as one of the top female jazz albums to listen to and enjoy. Melanie Charles' rumbling voice is perfectly in tune with her music. Her songs touch upon issues such as social economic disparity, the pagan gap and mother africa all set to deep pumping bass beat please we're here to hear we're on the show to hear our story and told by her and asked by me please welcome the money making conversation master class melanie charles how you doing melanie
4: Hello, Mr.
5: McDonald. Thank you so much for that warm introduction. And it's such an honor to be speaking with you today.
3: Well, first of all, there is a dual honor because, um, the fact that, let's start with the title that, you know, I grew up with six sisters. Okay. So, so when I, when I hear a title like that, it, it, you know, they always just tease me, you you don't care about me. You don't care about me. You, you the middle Mm -hmm. child, you know, mom favorite and all that good (laughs) stuff. You know, because I had four older sisters and I was the middle, right? And nine kids, I was the, right in the middle. And so Mm -hmm. what inspired the title, Y'all Don't Really Care About Black Women?
5: Well, Ms. McDonald, I think any black woman who's listening can agree that the role of the black women in our families and our society is to be the backbone is to right. always be okay is to provide is to help others you know how many single family households are there there are quite there's a, there are some that are fathers, single fathers but for the most part it's single mothers really trying to sustain their lives with their children and when we look at the way things progress black women have not been supported as much. Mm -hmm. Black women are always like, oh, you're strong. You can handle it. This is what people say about black women. But we we are more nuanced than that. We are human beings. We are weak sometimes. Sometimes we don't have the answer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just wanted to make a piece that sort of was my love letter to all black women, saying, sis, I see you, and it's okay to say I need help. It's okay to say I'm not okay. And I just wanted to sort of open up that conversation through the
3: lens of the jazz voice well you know when you the jazz music and um, and this is always an educational period for me because I grew up you know uh, hip hop you know R&B I'm a 70's child you know born in the 50's late 50's grew mm-hmm. up in the 60's so I mm-hmm. you know the P-Funk landed I was right there listening all right, that's all right. Slid right through disco, okay. Can you know back moonwalk with Michael Jackson, okay? All that good Ooh. stuff, you know. And, stuff. And, and, and 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 then my boy Snoop Dogg woke me up, okay. What's my name? What's my name, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but jazz has always been a constant, mm. but it is never. I feel. Became a mainstream sound. When I say that, I'm talking about mm-hmm. it at the top of the billboards, the top of this, you know, selling out 15,000 seat arenas on a regular basis, because we do have breakout right. artists that do accomplish that task. Mm-hmm. Tell us about, so I'll, I'll tell us about your love for, and you don't have to be in a hurry to tell us about it, because I want to really get into this, because jazz, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're talking on the number one jazz station in Atlanta, WCLK, uh, number three mm-hmm. jazz station in the country. Uh, WCLK, So this is a format I like to feel that you can feel safer and talk about jazz on. And it's because it's an education that people who are listening, because a lot of people just listen to my show and because I don't play any music. They tune in and hear Rashawn McDonald and the stories he have to tell and the guests that he bring on the show. But when I get guests like you that, that align themselves with the station's music format, I feel it's time mm-hmm. we, we really talk. So tell us about mm-hmm. how did you get into jazz?
5: Well, you know, my mother is a Haitian immigrant. She moved to America um, in her early 30s, I want to say. I always got the age wrong. Um, but I am first generation, and my mom said that when she grew up listening to the radio, she was listening to Black American music, to jazz music. She was listening to Frank Sinatra. Like, that was what was her choice of listening all the way in Haiti. And when she came to this country, she said that it was her dream for her daughter, her firstborn, to be a musician. And so I guess she sort of set me up by (laughs) playing the best of the best jazz musicians and R&B musicians. And I just naturally, naturally fell in love with it. But I love the conversation that you, the point that you made about how it's not really mainstream. And I have this sort of concept that I came up with. It's called Make Jazz Trill Again. Mm. And basically, it's sort of like a call to sort of bring jazz back to what was Popular in a sense, because there was an era, you know, the Miles Davis time, the, 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 the era of uh, Coltrane, you know, the Nina Simone, there was an era, and even earlier, if you want to talk about like Stride and like House parties and rent parties where jazz music was the music that people were dancing to and 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 fellowshipping with but with time it kind of became very institutionalized it Mm -hmm. became a sit down type of music where there was a time where people were really dancing to it and so I sort of have a vision of a world where we go back to that time where jazz was more accessible where it was for the young people with time it sort of became this old white thing. All the audiences are old white people. Right. I, I like all, all people. I love all people. My music is for everyone now. Right. But... Right but what how beautiful would it be for it to be an audience filled with black and brown faces specifically p- young people and even the old sometimes mm-hmm. some artists sort of cut off you know the older crowd maybe because the, the music is a little too avant-garde or something but what i i love the conversation of how can we bring all audiences together and also jazz is such it's it's the most truest form of musical expression, I believe. It's involving improvisation. Nothing's more honest than speaking your mind musically in the moment. Something that you can't write, that you can't prepare. I mean, to me, that is the highest performance of what our, mankind can do. You know, enjoying right. a a beautiful jazz record. Like, you're witnessing something that is amazing. And so I'm really committed to furthering the conversation of jazz and expanding it past just a niche type of thing, I really believe that it can be popular.
3: You know, I'm I'm originally from this great, great uh, conversational piece that you just gave us. I'm I'm originally from Houston, Texas, born and raised. And so uh, Uh I started out my stand-up career of comedy in there. So... You know, Kirk Whalen, that's my boy out of Houston, you know. Ronnie Laws, you know, out of Houston. I remember I was opening for Ramsey Lewis. You know, I thought Ramsey Lewis was gonna take me all over the world. He said, You the funniest dude <laughs> I ever saw in my life. And so Whoa. I just oh my just look like that, you're gonna take me, you know. And so so I've always been connected to the sound. I've always been mm-hmm. been there. But but when you say Miles Davis, though Melanie Charles, you know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. cool. You know what I'm saying? That, you know all, all I just see is darkness, I see cigarettes. I see him in the corner I just yes. see a little spotlight on him that's uh, that's when jazz yes. is like you know you just sit back and just rock and just go you know that 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 that, that beat that beat that beat that beat yes. and that's what that's what I think that you're saying that it's a, it's a music that that somehow seems to be tied to you know nice denim music and by the by the fireplace and, and people have remit, missed the rebelliousness of jazz the coolness of jazz the iconic beats of jazz that's what you're talking about correct
5: that is exactly what I'm talking about, and I have goosebumps because it is so refreshing to have this conversation with you, and for you to just really hit the nail on the head that this music is so much bigger and more exciting and absolutely rebellious than the dinner music that has sort of become these days. And it absolutely is cool, and I love that you you mentioned because um, I went to school with Kent with Kenneth Whelum
4: mm-hmm. actually.
5: So I I I am a witness of like the beautiful music and musicians that are that come out of Houston.
3: Oh, absolutely! Um, Thank you. You know. know, Yeah. Yeah. You know the thing about Mm -hmm. it is that when I look at music and I look at the you know because. Music is so impactful, especially. I, you know, I'm, I, all I have ever been is just a black, black person, so I can't say how impactful it is in the, the Italian community or Hispanic community. I just know mm-hmm. that music for me and in my family, you know, you know, I, I knew how to. I, I, I could pick the songs with my mom when I was like five years old. She, uh, she didn't. She couldn't understand how I knew the correct forty-five to put on the player. I just knew. She said, "Put on James Brown." I went over there and mm-hmm. put on James Brown. Put on. Put on whoever was popping put on Aretha Franklin I went over to the 45 play and put on Aretha Franklin because music Uh, was just so uh, it's even before because we have different eras but that jazz era seemed to get it seemed to get it, it I thought that jazz led the civil rights movement this is my thought it led the civil rights movement and then somehow you know, the James Brown said loud on Black and a proud. the Proud, that, that kind of like moved to the forefront. And mm-hmm. his tone took what I thought was the positive militancy of jazz mm-hmm. over. And jazz was just left there. Still a great well, beat. You know, Still, what are your thoughts?
5: Well, you know, we're in an interesting time right now, and this might be a conversation for probably another. <laughs> A segment of yours because I, I don't know if you're aware, but right now there's a rumbling, there's a conversation happening in the jazz community where we are where musicians are interested in changing the name of jazz to BAM which is short for Black
4: American Music. Mm.
5: And I'm I'm a believer in preserving the term jazz. I, like I said, my family is from Haiti and in Haiti when they reference music they use the, t- the term
4: jazz.
3: Hey, Melon, Melon, I'm is, running over. Hold a thought mm-hmm, because I don't want to mm-hmm. lose any of that. You hold the BAM thought. we'll be right right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Melanie Charles this is awesome I appreciate you being patient
0: You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald.
3: Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversation Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. Recently, I spoke with wealth and investment strategist, founder of the Stocks and Stiletto Society, Cassandra Cummings. She explains the importance of understanding and stepping into who you are. I've always sort of played my beauty down a little bit. And I would say in recent years, I told myself I'm not playing small.
6: This is who I am. I have the brains that comes with a pretty face. And coming from Oakland, you know, we don't do a lot of beautification here, I would say. You know, we grew up and we had a different way of maneuvering here that didn't really require you to flex your beauty. You really had to show and prove in different ways. You know, pretty has privileges, and I really needed to use that to my advantage.
3: If you want to listen to this full interview with Cassandra Commons, it's available on moneymakingconversation.com. And speaking to Melanie Charles, her CD, her album was raved about. Uh, in 2022 by Ebony Magazine. Y'all don't really care about black women. She's on the show and we in a nice conversation, you know, about jazz and the, what jazz is yeah. today and where jazz was in the back in the day and how music genres are starting to, uh, the, we're, we, we're trying to find the footprint of where jazz is today. Now you were saying mm. before we went to break that some people were considering rumblings about changing the name jazz music to something else. So continue yeah. the conversation.
5: So um, the, the term is BAM, which is short for Black American Music. And the argument is that the term jazz is just too limiting and it sort of represents almost like the struggling jazz musician. And a lot of musicians are choosing to sort of turn away from that term. And, you know, it's quite controversial. And I'm still a diehard jazz, you know, supporter. And I want to stick with that name. I'm into sort of re reconsidering the way we interact with it in terms instead of changing the name completely. But what I do agree about the BAM concept is that it draws light on this is all black American music. When you talk about James Brown, even though you say that it kind of took the spotlight off of jazz and propelled it to something else, but that something else is directly connected to jazz music. Mm-hmm. And that's the fact, you know, James Brown had all of the best jazz musicians in his band, the best players, the best improvisers, you know what I mean? And that's also another piece of why I'm so committed to my Make Jazz True Again mission because not only is it to not only connect generations but to also connect the genres because the reality is that without jazz there would not be hip-hop which was so beautifully celebrated um on the Grammys the other day i know everyone's really excited about it don't judge me
3: mr mcdonald i did not watch it but i did <laughs> hey, hey you you cheer when i said and what's my name okay <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like Snoop. I mean, to me, Snoop is so jazzy.
5: To mm-hmm. me, his delivery to me has a beautiful swing to it, mm-hmm. and so all of this has its roots: jazz, hip hop, R and B, soul, funk. They're just the 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 cousins and the children and the grandchildren of of jazz. You know, so. That's the beautiful thing um, Nina Simone said Jazz is a reflection Of the time Right So you know The jazz of today Isn't necessarily The jazz that Miles Davis Or that Herbie Or Herbie Herbie Is still with us And he's he's definitely Has always progressed With the time But you know Let's say a Sarah Let's say you know the, the the way in which The music sounded The way in which We interacted with the music um, Has shifted now Which is really exciting Part of what jazz Is supposed to do Is be a representation of the technology. Herbie Hancock was such a huge pioneer because he was one of the first people to incorporate the roles and the electric... Oh, yes, he did. ...to Korea, all of mm-hmm. these people. like the, the music evolved as the technology evolved. And so there's different types of spaces in jazz right now. There's people who are really con- committed to sustaining the tradition of the classic classic jazz vocalist. And I have to shout out to Mara Joy, who won a Grammy for Best Jazz Vocalist and Best New Artist this year. And she Is a really exciting example of what it looks like for that tradition to be maintained but then there are people like myself who are really interested in bringing in the technology sort of following the more herbie hancock approach so i incorporate samples and looping and my flute and delays so you know, as you, you clearly can see how excited I am about this stuff, I could take over your show and talk all day about that. If you Well, you know, know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. You
3: I'm going to stop me. you right there because you ain't going to take over my show. now. <laughs> you are not going to take over my show. What you will do is be a guest on my show, Ms. Melanie Charles. Now, I respect you. I appreciate you. Because cause, cause I'm going to tell you something. you going to mess around with me. You. you doing a show at the Blue Note, right, in New York, right? I am a Okay, so okay. Excited. It's on the twenty seventh. You know the twenty seventh of February? You know what happens on that day? That's my birthday. Woo! So don't you mess with me. Don't you I come up to New York and Listen, holler at you, honest, holler please, at you, girl! Come on, come on! <laughs> and if anybody doesn't know, I, I remember I moved up to New York in 1988 to pursue my stand-up comedy career, comedy career. And the Blue Note, I actually walk by it all the time. And I one day I went in there, and it just felt, man, it just felt when you when you walk into a in a, a legendary facility, and it's not—I won't say the word ghosts. But you know there's a certain reverence yes. that this place holds. That yes. just as a customer, just as a, a tourist, because that's all I was. I wasn't gonna go on stage. They wasn't playing music at the time. The place was had was opening, it was night, so I got to see that look and that style and that flavor. But talk mm-hmm. about performing at a legendary place like the Blue Note.
5: The Blue Note is definitely one of the most important venues in the world, and it truly is an honor, especially being born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. You know, I would pass, I would go through West Village, where the Blue Note is located quite often. I would see concerts there. I remember when... Two of my favorite concerts was, and you probably know two of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, one is Dee Dee Bridgewater.
4: Yes,
3: yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I
5: saw her perform there, and I also saw
3: um, Rochelle Pharrell. Yes, Ooh. yes, yes, yes. I call and her I cool see. lady, cool lady. She don't move much on stage now. She's going to do her thing, though. <laughs> She don't do her voice. Her voice does all the moves. There you go. There you go.
5: (laughs) And then I recently, actually, I saw Macy Gray there recently and I love her. And so to be able to hit the stage and follow in the footsteps of these incredible, powerful women is such an honor. And I have an amazing set. Together prepared. I'm gonna get some of my Haitian folk music. I'm gonna do a little bit of standards, and I'm gonna do some more of my tradition, my my more trill music, more my more current fresh sound. So maybe we gotta get you a ticket to New York to celebrate your birthday uh, with me. Can I I I just
3: tell you that you don't have to get me one. You know, saying the the only only the thing is is that I am in my mind when I saw that date. I went, wow, man, she's performing on my birthday. That is so cool. So know that is in my brain right. Now, so if you see a strange guy in the back, bald head, I'm gonna have a little cool black cap, hat on, like it looked like Elliot Ness type hat on. So probably what so you go, that must be Rashawn McDonald. He said he's gonna come in and shut it oh, down. But, uh, but, but, but before we go, I, I wanna go through like some of the songs that you had on this because uh, God mm-hmm. bless the child, all Africa, the mm-hmm. music is the magic Mm pay black women the interlude uh, go away little boy you know some of these songs why did you choose the song woman of the ghetto the direction because this Mm -hmm. is reimagined by melanie charles you know these are certain beats are beginning to see the light reimagined by melanie charles what a Mm -hmm. difference reimagined by melanie charles tell us about your whole approach to this wonderful album
5: thank you so much Well, I love these songs. These songs are songs that I grew up with, my mom playing them on the radio. And I was approached by Verve Records to make a remix album. But I told them, okay, I'll do it. but I'm not going to do it the way everybody else has done it. I'm going to do it my way. And so it's not going to just be a regular remix. It's going to be a reimagining. And, you know, to me, the reason why we like certain types of music is if there's a sense of nostalgia to them. And so all of the songs that you listed, either our mother, our grandmother, our auntie, our uncles, knew of those songs were playing those songs, and I wanted to sort of put my own spin on them. And what I loved the most about, you know, what I was able to do with Woman of the Ghetto and Go Away Little Boy and Sarah Vaughan's Detour Ahead was there are moments mom where I'm almost duetting with These women, and I'm sort of almost like how I remember when, um, not King Cole and Ladley Pills, unforgettable, you know, sort of like continuing on in that tradition of hearing the sounds from the past and bringing them to the present, yeah. And so that's what this album was about,
3: yeah. Two of the songs I like on this Go Away Little Boy and God Bless the Child, and uh. First of all, those God Bless You Foul is a very difficult song <laughs> to sing and yeah. play. It is, it is uh, a, a very powerful and then go away a little more because, you know, I can hear the vocals in my head simultaneously with the beat. And it just really, um, it, 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 it just, time stands still for me in a good way because it allows oh, me to. Like you know, you know what I'm saying, Melanie? It's like, well, what people don't understand about life is that we wake up, as soon as we wake up, stress is in our life. Mm-hmm. Stress is in our life. And so music like this allows us to continue to move forward in a very tempoed manner. And that's why mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to bring you on the show and I wanted to give you your flowers. And not because you don't need it because you're super talented and and you you got gifts and you understand the music and you are you are a champion and an ambassador for the music but more importantly what is the future for you as we move forward with jazz i know you got the concert here and i want to talk about the podcast that's what i probably mm-hmm. run out of time talking about that podcast i cuz you started in 2016 mm-hmm. so you've been a visionary my podcast just <laughs> started to 2017 so you're a visionary before me okay
4: uh uh, thank you. That's so sweet.
5: Thank you, Mr. McDonald. And yes, I, I'm very excited about the Make Joshua Again podcast. I have been invested in sort of creating a space for people who are interested and curious about jazz to have real conversations Mm -hmm. in a natural way and i was really excited to speak with you because i i was snooping around on your website (laughs) and i saw there was a photo of you and kevin hart and i my heart dropped because i was just watching kevin hart's documentary Mm -hmm. the one Mm -hmm. don't f this up and i was so inspired in how he spoke about Making mistakes and trying and, and commitment and working out and fitness and, and finances. And to see you in a photo with him, it was a sign, ah, I'm on the right path. I'm doing the homework and the universe is connecting me with the right people to have the right conversations. So I'm very excited about my future. I'm grateful for my, my family, for my incredible team. I'm grateful to be meeting people like you. Mm-hmm. And the sky's the limit for truth.
3: Well, to, to know the fact that you have a show, two shows, not just one show, on the 27th at the Blue Note in New York City, in the West Village, that's the village area, which is like, you know, great food, great atmosphere, great people. That's a different mm-hmm. version of what New York City is down there. I should go down there and perform mm-hmm. at the Boston Comedy Club. Used to go down there with mm. it was down there with John Stewart was down there with me. Ray Romano was down there, Dennis Leary was down there with me. It was just it was just we were just down there. Just just trying to figure out how to be funny. And That's what life is Mm -hmm. about figuring out yourself and your goals and your expectations and allow me to have a conversation with you and and listen to your talent, Listen to my world because, you know, I'm not a jazz expert. And, you know, I I did play musical instruments when I was in junior high. I was a first chair of B flat clarinetist. And I also played uh, tenor and alto saxophone. But I'm going to tell you something. I could not mess with that flute. okay? And that's what you do better than anybody I know. (laughs)
4: thank
3: you you so much I appreciate it we'll talk soon and again good luck on your show in New York City before we go how can we get in touch with you uh, and uh, uh, give out the social media information
5: well for those who are on the Instagram you can find me on Melanie Charles is the flower my website is www.melaniecharles.com. you can find me on Twitter at Melanie Charles but honestly if you give me my name Melanie Charles everything comes up
3: there you go. See, that means that the SEO, the SEO, or, or just Google, y'all don't really care about black women. Just Google uh-huh. that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations Masterclass, Melanie Charles. We'll talk soon, okay? Thank you,
5: Mr. McDonnell.
3: Bye-bye. You're awesome. Coming up next, <laughs> Breely Evans. Now, like I told you, this is about black girl magic in the entertainment industry she's straight hollywood we're gonna hear her story hear her journey it's not over with now i'm not acting like she's there yet because she's she's always climbing every time i see her on tv talking to her and what i always say about Breley, the sky's the limit she's on the phone don't go anywhere after the commercial break i'll be introducing her to the world through money making conversation masterclass. <music>
0: You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi,
3: I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversation Masterclass with your daily minute of inspiration. This week I sat down with director, executive producer, and head writer of the hit series First Kill on Netflix, Felicia Henderson. She explains how being open-minded in the writing room can lead to a well-balanced project.
5: You know, I'm a big believer that the writer's room
4: should have the experience that you're depicting on the screen. I also wanted to make sure
3: there wasn't just one queer person in the room who everybody was looking at going, and now we turn to you as the queer expert. Right, right, Because, right. you know, it's like like
4: all experiences, there's no such thing as a monolithic experience of right. whatever it
3: is that you are. It was important, you know, for all the experiences that I thought we were going to be depicting. Right, right. If you want to listen to this full interview with Felicia Henderson, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com. My guest has been—we've uh, been missing each other. We scheduled, and we have to unschedule. But I got her today on live radio. My guest is Brely Evans. She's an actress, vocalist. Voice, on, voice over talent and philanthropist. Whether Breedley is making you cry in a drama, and she is that kind of actress. Laugh in a comedy, she is that kind of an actress. A challenge you intellectually through her thought-provoking podcast interviews. She finds time to keynote speak on being a curvy girl and unapologetically unique. She currently stars in Cold and Windy. This original series follows the lifelong hustle of young females as they navigate their careers on Chicago's tough, south side. It premiered on WE tv and their all black network really is on the show to discuss her career charitable work and new show cold and windy her character is Gigi. please welcome the money making conversation masterclass Breeley evans yay
4: thank
6: you hey brely oh did
3: it so really did i put did i put you out there did i
4: put I you
6: mean,
3: out there <laughs> you put me out there so cold i was making sure you were talking about me well you know i uh first of all you know uh i'm, I'm gonna mention another show family business okay, okay? BET Plus oh
6: that's
3: right because you know that's you right. see, see we're gonna talk about cold and winter but let's go to the family business you know that's when you was getting all you know romantic romantic. oh lord you know, you know curvy <laughs> romantic I was I I am I how far is Billy going to let this scene go? How far is she going to let this scene go? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something. All of my
6: uncles, my daddy, my mom, all of them, y'all got to go. Oh, Lord. I say, this ain't for y'all to watch. <laughs> but they love the show. They love the show.
3: Oh, You know, it's, it's always beautiful, really, to um, watch talented people, you know, and our relationship goes for years. We've known that, each other for years. Yes. You know, when you was doing red carpet interviews and, and you, yeah. you contact me for advice, or you say, Rashawn, what should we sure do here? <laughs> and then you disappear, get a, your Caribbean hump, and then you come back, Rashawn, what do you think I should do? Oh, okay, you're back, huh? Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, okay. no. And then you go out there, next time I see your on family, family business, not am interviewing your own my show, you know, another show after that. But the beauty of it, it is that, you know, we want to talk about full figured curvy, you know, yeah. because yeah. that is always, that's why I just love about watching your role on family business. It was a romantic yeah. role it wasn't, a, it, wasn't a, it wasn't for last you wasn't a right, maid wasn't you wasn't a school <laughs> teacher you't you wasn't weren't, you weren't right. on the side you know you know supporting the fine chick, you know what I'm saying it wasn't yeah, like that it. Talk right. about that character and talk about the importance of being able to have a, an identifiable character that you felt relatable that you felt was an, yeah. embracing who you really are.
6: Can I just say the opportunity to be on Family Business was first off incredible. That production team, Tridestine, were the first to make me a leading lady mm-hmm. in Hollywood. So they brought me back uh, in the, the, the Man in 3B in that movie. They brought me back again to round out the ensemble cast for Family Business as uh, a nurse, Sonia. Sonia Brown is Mm -hmm. my character's name. Mm -hmm. And this character ended up with their uh, oldest son, Mm -hmm. Junior. And then we, as everyone saw on the uh, finale, we ended up getting married. So this opportunity to play a love interest to someone, be sexy and in my full self, was so important because I feel like I represent more than half of the women who are watching the show Mm -hmm. number one and so just to let people know like we don't always have to be the funny friend and the you know the, the chick on the side we can actually be the main character because in real life we are right so i'm happy to be the the face of the body of the curvy girl out here in hollywood i'm happy to take on that opportunity in that role um, it's, it's been wonderful for me. And can I tell you this? Mm-hmm. It used to be a challenge.
3: Right. When I first came in this business, I was, I gotta lose weight. Oh my I God, know, I'm we had those conversations, weight. you know. Right. And it's sad because, you know, it's hard enough to go in for an audition, okay, because you're competitive. Right. Then you go in an audition worrying about if you. The right physical Looks type. Mm-hmm. And also also you you know, your your agents are the people who represent you will say, well you you know they, they this ain't your type. Well what do you mean they you shave know. a few pounds. You know, right, right. And then why can't you be that love interest? Why can't people see you as being attractive at your weight size or your shape size? Mm-hmm. And that really yeah. had the not only Kind of like bringing un- unnecessary stress in your life, but frustration, it too.
6: It really did. Mm-hmm. It really did. And the, the thing about it is um, I wasn't losing the weight fast enough. I even, I don't know if you know this about me, but I was the face of Jenny Craig from 2013 and 14 and lost 44 pounds with them. Right. So I at one point in my life, I did bring the weight down, but I noticed I work more. Hear me now. I worked more and work more as a curvy girl, Mm -hmm. but who is healthy? There's a such thing as just because you're thin does not mean you are healthy. And I want people to know that you can be as thick as you are and have stamina and uh, be able to endure, can still do cardio at top rates. Like, don't don't please don't believe that if you're curvy. That you on your way to the grave.
3: That is just not the I, truth. right? So you, yeah, I you need know. people to know that. You know, it's really interesting. Like I, I've been, I've had a, 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 a pretty interesting life from a writing standpoint. You know, I wrote Steve Harvey's first sitcom, Me and yeah. the Boys, and then the Robert Townsend Parenthood, and I did Arsenio Hall and the Twins, Tia and Tamara Morrow, Sister Sister, yeah. and then Jamie Foxx show. But the show that I always go back and talk about is the Parkers. And um, that's right. Honey. And the Parker's because reason that, that was so special for me because I, I come from a family of six sisters. My mom was overweight. And so mm-hmm. it was about even though it was a comedy and sometimes it went over the top. But yeah, they loved it. they look good. They talked about how good they were. They talked about being sexy. They talked about wearing good clothes, they they, they weren't not yeah. maids, you know. You know they were they were strong. But you know, comedy tends to allow you to go for the joke first. But I always fought. Monique knows that. I always fought mm-hmm. for her character to have dignity, not to be silly. The heart. heart, you know. And so that show right there, The Parkers, always when people always talk about all the shows I worked in. in sitcom and i'm proud of all my work but that one yes. show that sarah Finney johnson allowed me to consult on and, and help her produce mm-hmm. is one of the shows that i always go back and go that's one of my favorites because of the fact that i know how hollywood has always described black women over the years yeah. as being the butt of the joke mm-hmm. being maids being nannies and we had an opportunity to to take two women who weren't that traditional, you know, petite or size six. Or, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, the, the numbers they want to stay in yes. that they call can, fine. You know, and can uh, I
6: tell you this? Mm-hmm. When I think of the Parkers, I don't even think about weight,
3: right? At all, right? Mm-hmm. I
6: think about funny.
4: Mm-hmm. I think
6: about real life situations that I was going through as a young person that that she was going through on the show right it was like this is the same like I mean I I don't think anything about weight at all like literally I
3: don't and that, that's important for people to know here when they listen to the show because sometimes you know you look at you look at your children you look at yourself and you start questioning what other people think instead of right. questioning how you feel do you feel good about yourself? Because, like you said, you know, uh, having uh, weight doesn't necessarily mean high blood pressure. Doesn't necessarily it doesn't. mean that you technically out of shape. There, there are skinny people out there who right. can't walk up a flight of steps. Okay, okay, you better walk up it. steps and their <laughs> knees hurt. Okay, skinny people. Okay, right, and so, right. so don't 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 equate weight or size to. How, how, how a person is doing uh, internally, emotionally, internally. and physically. Come it's on, beautiful.
4: Beautiful. speak that. Because you know, I, I had to Get bring on you on I had to bring.
3: You. It, I had to, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about on you, and I'm glad we're getting into that because you Good. know we can finally have that honest conversation. Before we go to break, I want to ask you this: L- the way Lizzo has done her career, how much has she played a major factor in Hollywood or just the entertainment industry? Saying, "Tell everybody, just I shut hate. up."
6: I believe she's played a major role, and I'll I'll double down by saying I played a major role, too, because I got to a place where I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be authentically me, right. and when, when we step into our authentic selves, no matter how we look— That's when the magic happens. That's why I'm always working and not calling you for six months in between to (laughs) a year in between because I cannot stop working. I literally pick up a show when a show is done, and I'm so grateful, but I know the superpower is being my most authentic self.
3: That's it. Well, all I know is when I'm watching Family Business, you know what I'm saying, and watching you handle (laughs) your love business, I'm like, that ain't the girl I know. That ain't the brilliant I know. know uh, hey Brealey, hey Brealey, hey because well. they have these, uh, these, uh, these what they call them, uh, what, what coaches on, you know, making sure you are comfortable yeah, yeah. and you know, and <laughs> make so so. Well, well, tell us what that conversation was like, you know, when you was getting romantic and everything um, on oh, family business. Break it down to my audience here, because yeah, they never, I, so I've awesome. never had a guest yeah. that had a role like yours on my show. So let do your me thing.
4: tell you this.
3: Mm -hmm. what's
6: so amazing is Sean Ringo who plays Junior on the show
3: (laughs) who I met the other day
6: (laughs) oh my god love Sean Mm -hmm. love his wife hey Mm -hmm. (laughs) y'all we we actually have a conversation and we say what are you comfortable with how can I make you feel comfortable in this situation Mm -hmm. we do um, ask the producers to lock the set down only who needs to be in the room is in the room so we we definitely make sure we take care of each other in that way where is it okay to touch where is it not okay to touch Mm -hmm. we most definitely craft what you see it is just not a free-for-all it's not it's not that at all it's most definitely a dance that we are doing that has been choreographed okay
3: oh but, but, but 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 what did mama say though but what did Mama say?
6: Mama said, "Lord have mercy." She's <laughs> the people at the church go. <laughs> and,
3: and it's so funny. I saw you know, Sean at the church when I when I ran into him. You know, at the church, I just I just smiled oh, I and laughed that. at him. I just laughed at him.
6: <laughs> I love that. Well, it's my uncle Jonathan Slocum, and uh, who actually puts videos up on his page. Lord, my niece. Oh mm-hmm. Jesus, I know she ain't doing it. So he makes a big joke of it, but. It's really funny that um, I mean I just think it's really funny because we end up laughing. You know, they go they yell cut and we're laughing. You know, awesome. We're not all in those sexual moments. You know? I know.
3: Well, you know the thing about it, we're joking because it's all professionally done. Yeah. You know, and that's right. what Hollywood is. It is. It is it a is fantasy. Smoke and mirrors. It's smoke and mirrors. <laughs> and what we're just talking about in extending this conversation because we're about to go to break. Is the fact that yeah. you are in a romantic role. This about you. It's about, it's not about a joke. It's a real romantic relationship. And that's where Hollywood has come, and especially for women of color. And I just want to congratulate oh. you on that. And, and Thank I'm so, you. I'm I so happy to see that. And you are, you are busy. But when we come back, when Coming we talk from about,
6: you, a legend, it means so much. <laughs> I
3: appreciate you. And when we come back, when we talk about this other show that you're picking up a check on <laughs> called Cold and Wendy. <laughs> that's more that's money right. making conversation masterclass with Brieley Evans
0: you are now tuned into the money making conversations minute of inspiration with Rashawn mcdonald
3: hi i'm Rashawn mcdonald from money making conversation masterclass with your daily minute of inspiration recently i spoke with star of owns love and marriage huntsville producer beauty entrepreneur founder of seventh avenue premier skincare home builder author motivational speaker melody hope she explained the fulfillment that comes with inspiring and coaching young entrepreneurs.
1: You know, I just say it's a complete blessing and opportunity to to help them become entrepreneurs and start businesses in property preservation, which is a multi-billion dollar industry that has been a white male-dominated industry for a very mm-hmm. long time. Most of my students, however, have been African-American women. And mm-hmm. it has been phenomenal, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm very thankful to God for that whole avenue being
3: open for me listen to this full interview with melody hope it's available on moneymakingconversations.com i'm speaking to actress vocalist voiceover talent and philanthropist Breeley evans she has a new show called cold and windy it stars uh, two young females uh, whose career path is set on the south side of chicago i lived in chicago for five years when i was up there doing the steve harvey talk show so i know it can get cold up there when did they tape this show was it in the wintertime or in the, in the summertime did they tape this series, really?
6: Forget about what time of the year it was. We taped it in Atlanta.
4: <laughs> really?
3: Yes. Yeah. So
4: they
6: Atlanta. did all the
3: B-roll. So they did all the B-roll it's up in Atlanta. Oh, girl, I had, some, I had some cold <laughs> stories for you. I had them already. Now, they fooled me. That is outstanding production.
6: Oh, I can't wait to tell the producers. Kenny Young, you hear that? Yes. Our director. I'm going to tell you, because I lived up there
3: five years. And let me tell you something. Winter is is September <laughs> to June, okay? Right, <laughs> right. You know, it, it is crazy cold. But this is a series, Cold and Windy, by the two actresses. Let's talk about your character before we get into them. What excited you about the role and playing this particular character? Because it's a drama.
6: First of all. Yes, it is a drama, and I play the aunt to the two main characters. Right. And they their names respectively, Cold and Wendy, they are a rap group. And I raised those two girls as my own because their mothers, you know, were on drugs and just weren't raising them right. So I took those girls as my own mm-hmm. and raised them up. Um, playing this role, I mean, I smoke about 50 level cigarettes, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't smoke in real life. So mm-hmm. this was a learning her for me but um she's a rock you know um it's so important to have that rock in your family but also in your community so she's the one that holds down the block right She's that auntie's house you can go to for refuge. You know, she has a candy store in her basement where all the kids come during the day to buy their little penny candies and put cheese on their Doritos. But then at nighttime, that same space turns into her lounge where we come and play cards, play spades and dominoes and talk mess and and drink a little brown liquor. Right.
3: (laughs) Auntie auntie Boogie. Right. You know, the interesting thing about it is that The reason I love the series is because there are so many uh, uh, stereotypes, especially when you say South Side of Chicago. Yes, there is violence that happens in communities, but sometimes we forget there are people who are living normal lives, who are successful, who kids do go to college, who do aspire to be special and unique. And if we don't have that story told, realistically told, then we just— we we, 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 we kind of like let that community just go to waste. We are like saying, hey, they don't go over there. You know, black people be afraid to go over there because they right, they can get, right. they can the rumors of that community can be done like that. I know that because I lived in L.A. 15 years. It was the same thing that happened to Watts. It was the same thing that happened to South Central. It was the same okay. happened to all those communities. They say, don't go over there. Yeah. Don't go there, dude.
6: In Oakland. I'm from Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. I'm a native of Oakland and we get the same bad rap. So yeah, I totally get it.
3: And so and so when you when you get a role like this and do you do you ever feel because we're gonna get into your foundation here in a minute because you're you're such a voice of, of reason, a voice of change and, and then you're very you're you're a talented comedic actress too. And so mm-hmm. So is it like, hey, Rashawn, whatever hits my desk, that's the role I'm going to do? Or are you trying to pursue a particular lane of success for your talents?
6: Now, I'll be very, very, very honest with you. When In my first half of my career, which is why I'm probably over 60 projects in since I've been doing this, mm-hmm. I used to take what came to me because I didn't get every role I went out for. So every role I went out for was very specialized, obviously, because I'm a curvy girl. Man, we talked about that
4: right. mm-hmm. it was
6: specialized for me. So most things that came across my desk were, were a yes already. Cause it fit my category later in life where I am now, I've slowed down all the way. I have just started feeling comfortable to say, no, I'm going to pass on that um, supporting role. You, I know I do the supporting roles. Well, I'm ready to do more leads. Now I'm more so crafting what I want to do. So in, crafting this thing, it, it's much
3: different. Yes. It's much different. <laughs> it really is because I'm going to just tell everybody, what she's saying is, and I had to do it myself, I remember when I wanted to um, start, you know, I was doing stand-up, I didn't want to take every gig. Yeah. I, I remember I had this, right. the biggest financial offer I ever had, I turned down because I didn't want to perform in a nightclub on New Year's Eve and, and everybody, they're going to turn off the hip-hop music and here's Rashawn. I went nah yes. <laughs> no, nah. Yeah. I'm not I, I, time out uh, but we we'll don't give this amount of money I said nah I pass that that is not, it's not the not world of money yeah mm-hmm and then, and, and, that, that's, and that's that's, that's and that's what you're saying it's not about the money it's about it, let's just put it away it's not about the money. It is about the money because we need money to survive, but we can't lead with the money. That's all we're saying. You can't lead. You have to one day wake up and say, I have a standard of what I want to do with my life, and this is not one of them. Amen. That's what we're talking about, correct, Brealy?
6: That is exactly what we're saying because I had to say that to myself, like, you know, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? And there's certain, I mean, everybody's story is worth being told. I'm not saying, that. But what I'm saying, there are certain stories that I'd like to tell. So I am focusing on those. I've now put my hand in being a producer and a director. Mm-hmm. So now I get to write the story. I'm on the other side of the camera, mm-hmm. making sure that stories get out that I personally would
3: like to highlight. You know, it's important that you're saying controlling your narrative because now yeah. that we see, every you know, every we know the unfortunate uh, situation to have with George Floyd when he was murdered in Minneapolis. Yeah. You know, uh, there was an explosion of diversity in content and networks and things like that. How has that played a role in your life as an as a working actress, now a working producer and director of of giving you opportunities? Because now you're being brought in for roles that may have just specifically went to a white actor a white actress you know what i'm
6: saying yes and so i'm grateful for the opportunity it's unfortunate that it rides on the backs of my people in that way um but that's why i'm Making sure that what I say yes to is going to make a difference moving forward. Just like the show that I'm on now, Cold and Windy. It's making us remember that there are those aunties that maybe not be, they're not blood to you, but aunties matter. We need those women who we can look up to, get advice from, take the hard lessons from, who love us, who tell us, you know, that ugly truth when we need it. So, Telling those types of stories really means a lot to me because I know I had that. I wouldn't be who I am today without those strong women who guided me, you know, in my young teenage to 20 somethings, you know? So it, uh, you know, really makes a difference. And I'm, like I said, it's unfortunate that this is the way the industry opens right. up to us, right. you know, when they see all the bad things happening. But I'm grateful that I can have a voice to stand up for my people Ooh. in that way. I'm
3: talking to Breely Evans, one of the stars of the show on uh, T V and the All Black Network, uh, Cold and windy, But she also is a philanthropist. She has a foundation called Water Walkers Worldwide founded by her. Breely Evans is a nonprofit organization yeah. to inspire others to overcome their fears and to walk on water towards their dreams. Such a powerful statement. Tell me why there's a need for your foundation and what type of work are you doing to inspire people?
6: Okay. This is my life's work. I believe that God is allowing me to be on this front stage of film and television so that this kind of work can get done. A project that we're working on right now is called From 9 to 5 to Wow. 9 to 5 to Wow allows people to realize I can do my God-given gift and make money from it. I just don't have to have a job, a regular job somewhere that I don't like. I'm not happy, you know, getting up every day. We want people to be leaping out of bed with their opportunities. So Mm -hmm. with this work, we are highlighting – um, small minority businesses and we're giving them celebrities to endorse their products. Wow. I've been pairing celebrities with these, um, what we call big businesses, but what the world would call small businesses. Um, we pair celebrities with them to endorse their products, try their products out, wear their clothes. And I remember you gave me advice years ago. You said, Braley, I, I look at your social media. People love when you wear these outfits. Yes. You see the clothing mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Remember you told yeah, me absolutely. that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm program we have now implemented where people send their items in and I literally model, wear them out, you know, in my daily life, give them that footage back and they're able to use it for their business. We actually gave out two grants at the end of 2022 um, to two businesses that did that. They take these, um, you know, the content that I send them and they do wonders with it to further their business. So, um, but thank you for having me. Everybody, you guys can reach me on social media at Braley Evans, B-R-E-L-Y-E-V-A-N-S across all, that's Facebook, that's TikTok. I'm on YouTube, all of them, Braley Evans. Even my uh, website is Um, Get in touch with me if you're looking to expand your business or need some advice. I even do one-on-ones with actors. I call it Mastermind Conversations. So awesome. man, I
4: want
6: to help you <laughs> connect with the mastermind and what God has for you. So that's just my heart to give back. I, you know, I wish I had a me. So, well,
3: you are. You're fantastic. Everybody, applause you, to Braley yeah. Evans, and thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Fans, I'll oh, see y'all next Tuesday, love okay? You. Love thank you, too. You.
1: Bye, everybody.
3: Bye-bye. Braley Evans, Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Thank you, fans.
1: Let me tell you about the Money Making Conversations Masterclass hosted by Rashawn McDonald. People always talk about their purpose or gifts. If you have a gift, lead with your gifts. And don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. The interviews and information on his show are for everybody. Don't let change scare you. He's here to educate you because it's time to put your dreams into action. The show, Money Making Conversations Masterclass, interviews CEOs, small business owners,